All right. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Friday, October 6, 2023. Hashtag World Smile Day. Celebrating the simple and powerful act of a smile. The history of World Smile Day traces back to an artist named Harvey Ball. He's the guy that created the iconic yellow smiley face back in 1963, was really popular in the 70s and 80s. He created that for an insurance company's morale-boosting campaign, but the smiley face then became a real cultural phenomenon. And in 1999, Harvey Ball established World Smile Day simply to remind people of the value and the impact of a smile. Today is also National Physician's Assistant Day. Now that is one person right there you definitely want to see smiling, right? Nothing worse than waiting in a doctor's office the assistant finally comes in and they are not smiling and not happy that is not good whatever job you do especially if you work with people directly be a little extra cognizant of it today try putting that smile on the first Friday of the month also means the monthly jobs report was released this morning. The non-farm payroll report, that's what it's really called, from the U.S. Labor Department showed a surprising 336,000 jobs added to the U.S. economy in the month of September. That is nearly double the 170,000 that economists had predicted, which was down from 187,000 we had in the month of August. 336,000. It has been a terrible week on Wall Street, and even with that news, the markets are opening sharply lower this morning, I think, because something about the good jobs news means they're going to keep raising interest rates. Anyway, we'll see what happens on Wall Street by the close of business today, but you can certainly expect the Biden administration to be talking about that jobs number they're also trying to explain why a U.S. F-16 fighter jet shot down a very expensive Turkish drone over Syria. A Turkish drone, as in Turkey, a NATO ally. Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder. It's a regrettable incident. No U.S. forces were harmed. Um, we took appropriate action based on the situation on the ground. A regrettable incident. General Ryder says the drone was shot down because it was considered a threat to U.S. troops on the ground in Syria. And according to the Wall Street Journal, the U.S. knew the drone, which was armed with air-to-ground munitions, belonged to Turkey. At least it was a drone and not a manned aircraft. So yesterday I told you about the border wall announcement. The construction project reported today by Tony Marino at Newsmax and others was appropriated, funded, during the prior administration in 2019, and the law requires the government to use these funds for this purpose. That's DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas as the Biden administration scrambled to defend itself. More from Rob Schmidt. All right, something pretty incredible happened today following a fairly typical pattern. The American left run by ideological lunatics quietly admitted that they were dead wrong again and flip-flopped back to sanity. In the most humiliating moment imaginable, as of today, the Biden administration will continue building former President Trump's wall. I'll say it again. The Biden administration is going to continue building President Trump's wall. Over the past several years, think about the rhetoric that we've heard regarding this wall and regarding his immigration policies in general. It was literally a monument to fascism in their eyes, this wall at our southern border. And now 
they're going to help build it. Here's how Biden has sounded in the past. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration, number one. We're going to work purposely, diligently, and responsibly to roll back Trump's restrictions starting on day one. Mm. The administration quietly announcing last night they're going to build portions of the border wall in Texas. Mayorkas stating there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers, also known as a wall, and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States. Oh, you mean we have to stop unlawful entry into the United States? I thought the border was closed. Has your brain exploded yet? Mayorkas waiving 26 laws to immediately start construction, including environmental regulations, the same kind they typically exploit to prevent this country from protecting its borders or from being things like energy independent. And it doesn't stop there. CBS reporting the administration is restarting direct deportations of Venezuelans in an attempt to reduce illegal border crossings. When did we get Nazis in the White House? I don't remember anybody changing anything. Did we elect somebody new last night? I can't recall. This after a record 50,000 Venezuelans crossed into this country last month. I thought that was supposed to strengthen us. I thought immigration makes us stronger. That's Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, who spoke with former acting CBP commissioner Mark Morgan. Mayorkas backtracking from his own border wall memo earlier. I want to take a look at that. There is no new administration policy with respect to the border wall. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. That remains our position, and our position has never wavered. The language in the Federal Register notice is being taken out of context, and it does not signify any change in policy whatsoever. I mean, Mark, we're obviously run by idiots. We know that. But I mean, what is the real story here? What is actually happening? Yeah, so I refer to today's press conference, uh, Rob, as a, a complete clown show. It yeah. showed that this administration is not serious. Here's the only factual thing that they said. The only reason why they're doing this is because they have to by law. It's called the Impoundment Act. Because yeah. of the appropriations that was passed in 2019, if they don't use that for what it was earmarked for, they would be in violation of that law. And this is a law that they can't not enforce because it's a serious, very clear violation. But look, 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 the two points you, you, you brought up, the Rob, are very, very critically important. Because if the wall is immoral, ineffective, why did the DH secretary, as you said, waive 26 laws that will expedite its construction? And then regardless of what secretary says, because, look, we know every time the secretary opens his mouth, he's lying. Yeah. Let's, let's stop listening to what he says. Let's look at what he wrote. An acute, immediate need for a wall to stop illegal immigration. Let's focus on that. Former Acting Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner Mark Morgan on Rob Schmidt tonight. So yesterday I mentioned New York City Mayor Eric Adams was a part of the Democrats' coalition in Mexico begging them to help stop send people to the United States, right? Adams literally said, Mi casa, su casa. My house is your house. But the house is full. That's what he said. The house is full. I seem to remember someone saying America is a country of immigrants, but America is full. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump said that about a thousand times and was lambasted for it about a million times. Democrat political analyst Jason Nichols on the right squad. There are some elements of, of what you said that I actually agree with. But I think when we talk about, um, you know, the 
things that were hurled at the Trump administration, particularly in terms of racism and xenophobia, it was the aggregate of what he was saying. It wasn't just the border wall when we put it in context. It was the Muslim ban. It was also saying Judge Curiel couldn't judge him because he was of Mexican ancestry, even though he's an American citizen and born in the United States. It was the rapist comment. It was the s-hole countries comment. All of that in, in the aggregate made people say, okay, so this border wall is to keep brown people out. Uh, well, when we talk about the border wall also and its effectiveness, I know we oftentimes like to cite the fact that there are 455 miles of border wall. That's actually not true. There were 47 miles of new primary border wall. The rest was secondary. Uh, the other thing that we know is that the first rise was in, uh, of, of undocumented migration was in October of 2020. So obviously it was happening before this administration came through. The border wall wasn't really, isn't the deterrent. It's not stopping people. They cut through it with power tools. Uh, they're using ladders to get over it. I've even seen that footage on Newsmax. Airplanes. Um, you know, you know they're digging tunnels underneath. Right. And many people ask to be arrested because the border wall is on American soil. So you think the so border agents who are on the, on the border, the ones that actually have made the recommendations, these are experts in the area, you're saying that these border agents are wrong? about the wall, about building the wall? I think they're saying that, first of all, the wall hasn't, there not a whole they lot of wall has been built. They are we and, want and the, the technology, we the, want the, the wall, we want the resources in resources, place. I agree. You need all of it. Walls work. We know walls work. In fact, Democrats at one point supported building a wall back during the days of Hillary Clinton, believe it or not. And Nancy Pelosi built a wall around her property. Exactly. Why? Why? Exactly. Why? exactly. Look, let me tell you something. Mallorca's, for him to come out and say there's an immediate need to get this, to get this wall funding in, it shows that he's had to make a change. There was a flip-flop. And clearly what you're seeing is, is that they, um, they don't, the Biden administration, they don't want to call this a crisis. This is all about the fact that they're trying to campaign to their liberal base saying, open borders, it's fine. The wall is racist. The wall is bigoted. At the end of the day, the wall works. The experts have said it. That's Mercedes Schlapp and Democrat analyst Jason Nichols, both part of the right squad with Chris Plant and Jen Pellegrino. That's weeknights at 10 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. If nothing else, you have to give Jason Nichols credit for coming in to enemy territory every single night on the right squad. So another surprising headline, former President Donald Trump leading in the polls by a mile to be the next president says he would absolutely consider being the House Speaker for a period of time to help unify the GOP. More from Eric Bowling. He's reportedly planning a visit to the Capitol. The full GOP will meet Tuesday for an internal candidate forum. In the meantime, after Tuesday's political drama, the House effectively remains on pause. Let's bring in Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe. Congressman, I, this is great. I, I just adore this story. The thought of Donald Trump standing behind, sitting behind Joe Biden at a, you know, a State of the Union. I'm just dying. Uh, you know, he's going to show up at, at the conference. What are your thoughts on this? 
how awesome would it be for President Trump to be the leader of the House and negotiate with Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden spending policies from a conservative majority House? Uh, I can't think of somebody that would be better to do it. I fully support the notion. I especially support it if we can't come together as a conference. I know Jim Jordan's running. I know Steve Scalise is running. If they both can't get to 218, we need to have somebody that can unify our conference, even if even if it's for the 45 days, 60 days that we're in this trying to pass this um, this this funding issue. We need to have somebody that can unite the party. Everybody can get behind. And wouldn't it just be sweet to all these Democrats who kicked out our former speaker that they got rid of Kevin McCarthy and now they have to deal with President Trump? Imagine his third line in succession to the White House. Uh, Joe Biden becomes, you know, he's done. He wants to go do whatever he does and drive his Corvette with documents in the back in Delaware. Kamala Harris says, you know, I'm really a socialist. I'm going to move back to California where I just feel really comfortable. And then Donald Trump becomes president. I'm joking. It's eight o'clock. They want me to be a little serious here. But Congressman could could try. I think isn't it 217? I think there's 433 members, if I'm not mistaken right now. So 217. Could he get to that to the magic number or are there some holdouts who say I'm never Trumper? I mean, the only people that I could see that wouldn't support it are your people that are in those uh, Democratic districts. But the problem is they would face a real challenge because if they didn't support the president, um, they could risk a primary vote. And the fact that we're trying to all unify behind our leader, I think it'd be very hard for them to vote no. So those would be the only people. uh, And I've even seen quotes from Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise that if Trump for some reason decided to do it, uh, they would support it. He's made it very clear Trump has that he's running for president. I've endorsed him. I endorsed him early on. I support that. But I think we're at a time. I mean, This has never happened in history where a a speaker has been kicked out. What better person on our our team to come in, unify the party and stick it to the Democrats, even if it's for a short period of time? That's Florida Republican Representative Greg Stubbe on the balance with Eric Bowling. Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan are still the two likely long-term candidates. Jordan has already said that he is not in favor of more money for Ukraine, a major sticking point. But he did say this. If you can tell us what the goal is, how's the money being spent? How, how can we account for that? The, I think the American people are entitled to know the answer. And South Carolina Senator and GOP presidential candidate Tim Scott sat down with Greta Van Susteren yesterday. But first, we get a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As a radio host and news reporter, I spent many years waking up in the middle of the night to go to work. I went from going to bed at 2, 3 a.m. to having to wake up at 2 or 3 a.m. And a lot of times I would try and trick myself or my brain that I could sleep for 2 or 3 hours and everything's going to be okay. I could stay up to midnight for the end of a movie or a game and everything would be fine, right? I could go out with my friends and drink no less and everything was going to be okay. I'm sure you've experienced something like this at some point in your life, right? When you knew what you should do, you knew what the right thing to do was, but you just couldn't do it. Like your brain keeps getting in the way. Or when you try to go to sleep, but your mind just keeps on working because there's so much stuff up there, right? There's just so much to deal with. Whatever you may be dealing with, or maybe you don't want to deal with it, or you can't deal with it. If you're thinking about therapy, you may want to give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, which makes it super convenient. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire, and you get matched up with a licensed therapist. Therapist, that's right for you. 
So stop doing whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be doing. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Newsmax today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Newsmax. And picking back up on the conversation of the border and exposing DHS Secretary Mayorkas is Greta Van Susteren with South Carolina Senator and GOP presidential hopeful Tim Scott. I guess for me, is that like, look, he can be a Republican or a Democrat on this whole border thing. But for the secretary to suddenly dis- decide that the borders are insecure, right. when night after night on every cable news network, they show video of, of people coming up to the border and crossing it. And I'm thinking to myself, does Mayorkas think we're all fools? He must, because if you think about this, they were literally just three weeks ago selling off the construction material to finish the wall for pennies on the dollar. What they've decided is a political calculus for 2024 and to appease not the American people, but their blue state governors. Well, how does he keep his job? And what do you say about the president? Because, I mean, this is the president's uh, secretary. Absolutely. Well, listen, I say about the president, let's fire Joe Biden and hire Tim Scott. Now, th- there's a reason why I'm running. I'm running because I know America deserves better. The devastation and the travesty of justice that is happening because of an open, insecure southern border is measured in the lives of friends of mine who's lost their kids. A guy named Alan Shaw, the former business school dean of College of Charleston in Charleston. Well, okay, that's the side. All right, so we've got a couple issues here. One is crossing the border yes. and having basically chaos, and apparently Secretary Mayorkas is just discovering this today. Unbelievable. But, but the other is fentanyl, yes. which is getting through the border. Even if we even if we seal the border, we're still going to get fentanyl into this country. That is being produced by cartels. And so, what I mean, that what do you, what would you do if you're present about those cartels? Would you send anyone into Mexico because the drugs are getting back yes. in here? Well. well Three really important things that I'd say I would do as your next president. Number one, we should not only secure the southern border with a wall, but we should use the available military-grade technology to surveil the border. That would cost us about $5 billion. Number two, we should also sign into law my legislation that freezes the assets and sanctions the accounts of the Mexican cartels that have a net worth over $20 billion. I just wrote Why that bill. Why over $20 billion? Why not under $20 billion? Oh, no, no, I mean, no, no. That's their that's their net worth. So we oh, would okay. we would freeze all their assets, all their accounts. My point is that these Mexican cartels have accumulated a net worth in excess of twenty billion dollars. And the third thing we should do is make sure that they cease to exist with or without the help of the Mexican government. We must save Mill- seventy thousand American lives. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, and what about this week's happenings in the House? Would you expel from the Republican conference either Matt Gates or any of the other seven who voted uh, to, uh, to, to, to uh, change speakers? I would give the Speaker of the House the margin to make that decision. So you change the motion to vacate? Well, listen, one of, the, one of the challenges that we saw at the beginning of this year is when Kevin McCarthy had to make a deal in order to become Speaker, which gave the, not, not a minority, but seven people, 4%, the power to overthrow the will of the vast majority 
majority of the Republican members of Congress. I would say, as President of the United States, I'm not going to jump into that hotbed. What I would do is create the type of majority where it would eliminate the possibility of a few rogue members making that decision. And most importantly, instead of us being able to have a longer conversation about the southern border, it's a quagmire pit of the House. Instead of us talking about Bidenomics and the thousands of dollars that the average family has lost, it's the controversy that continues to breathe because of the dysfunction in the House of Representatives today. Our people, the American people, deserve a better path forward. All right. South Carolina Senator and GOP presidential hopeful Tim Scott on the record with Greta Van Susteren, weeknights, 6 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Outside of politics, earlier this week, we lost former Boston Red Sox World Series winning pitcher Tim Wakefield, and yesterday, NFL Hall of Famer and legend Dick Butkus passed away. What a heartbreaking loss for not only Chicago, the city, the fans, the NFL. Now that he's gone, maybe he can sprinkle a little fairy dust on the bear and see if we can do any better this season. Some fan reaction at last night's game. The 0-4 Chicago Bears, the team Butkus played for, took down the heavily favored 2-2 Washington Commanders. 40-20 on Thursday night football. Perhaps a higher power was at work, or some fairy dust, as that gentleman said. And hopefully the Miami Dolphins get back on track this weekend at home against the Giants. I say Dolphins by 14, if not more. And don't forget about all the great programming coming up this weekend on Newsmax, beginning with Wake Up America Weekend Edition at Saturday and Sundays at 7 a.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday Agenda, America Right Now with Tom Basili, Nancy Brinker, the Gorka Reality Check, and so much more, so check it all out. This is Newsmax Daily. Thank you for your time and for checking it out. I'm Tony Marino. Have a great weekend and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.